episode 63. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio video artist, and master storyteller. And today, it is going to be a fun one. I've got my son, Trevor Kevin O'Connor. Uh, seriously great singer-songwriter. He's an author of Guaranteed Guitarist. He heads up the band Dr. Scientist. Trev's going to come in and share all of his pearls with us today. So strap up your seatbelts and let's go for a ride. Trevor Kevin O'Connor, welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Thank you for having me. All right there, son. So this is going to be a fun one. I got, uh, I got Trevor with us today. We're staying right here in good old New Jersey, and uh, Trevor actually is a, uh, he's a, he started out as a student at the original music school, and now he's all but taken over to the place, and uh, that's much to the, uh, the terror of Anthony, who started the business, or maybe, uh, maybe he likes that, too, at the same time. So, Trevor, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. So uh, where do we start with you now? You've got a lot of things going on. You've written a lot of music in your career, and uh, you've got a lot of records out. You've got your band, Dr. Scientist. You've got a whole bunch of new music, and we're going to play some of that really shortly. But uh, tell me, how has your year been going? Um, it's been going great. Um, you know, it's kind of been a blur. It's gone really quickly, but... As you mentioned, uh, we were, I, there's been a lot of uh, content uh, that's been put out. So as I look through that and reflect, I'm like, oh, man, I actually got a lot done this year. So that's always good to have a, a body of work, even though I feel like it flew by so quickly. <laughs> so let's let's rewind back to the beginning of the year. Um, let's talk, first of all, about the kids that you teach. And... Um, I have been to many of the shows that uh, the Original Music School puts on and seen the caliber of talent that you guys have developed at the school. So um, tell me what is going on with the kids? What do you find so exciting about as this year winds down, the accomplishments and um, you know the level of artistry that has grown amongst your students? Give us some of the highlights and some of the kids who have um, really, really excelled this year. Um, so basically, the the really the big thing I really love about all the kids at OMS, um, the original music school, is um, you know they're all kind of like outliers and like kind of funky in their own way. In the sense of, they do things a little differently than most of their peers do, and they do it with confidence. Even though a lot of times, um, you know, they're absolutely unsure of themselves, as all musicians are. But they, you know, they, they take a chance, they put their necks out there, they write their own originals, and it usually ends up sounding like something that's very different than most of their peers would write, um, because, you know, they go where a lot of people, you know, don't dare to go, which is really cool. Um, we got a lot of great students. Um, you know, one of our students, Krista Chesser, is a great guitarist. Um, when he first came to us, he could really play, like, blue style. And, you know, when you're growing up and you're learning guitar, you kind of, you know, you learn the tricks of guitar and you usually get into blues pretty quickly because, uh, you know, the pentatonic scale is an easy scale to play and sounds good over everything. So you start playing that. And what we really try to do with the kids is try to make them not sound like they're old. <laughs> right. I mean, they're kids and, you know, it's great to teach them history and, you know, enrich them with things that have been done before, but you also want them to kind of carve their own path. So what's cool about him is, you know, he was a really good blues player, and then we started to really, like, show him, um, 
you know, different things like modes and we started showing him different styles of music and it just totally opened up his mind and we kind of, you know, encouraged him to be himself because he's like a, he's a very charismatic kind of goofy kid. So I'll never forget. We had this one show it was like at the crossroads. I think it was a while back, like earlier in the year and, uh, he's playing guitar and he sounds great. He always sounded great, but he sounded like he never sounded before. And I see him on stage just looking at me and like winking at me and making goofy faces and you know making guitar solo faces which he never really done before and i was just like oh crap like he's turning into like a, a mini me <laughs> like, so he's know. opening so you open him up yeah and like it's so funny because you know you look at him and he's making all these goofy faces and doing all this funny stuff but people were just like wow that kid could rip like he looks so comfortable on the stage and you know it was so funny because like he just he blew everyone away and all he was doing was just being his goofy self and kind of you know he learned a little more on the guitar but he just kind of became his relaxed self and that's that was a that's like that's kind of what we aim for is we want the kids to really find themselves as, as musicians and as people and we want them to be comfortable like with that and to really show it because you know we have conversations with the kids they're like oh like you know i remember one of our students justin was saying to me you know how do i write original music when everything's been done before and i'm like you know it's the easiest thing you literally just have to be yourself and he's like uh well, what do you mean that sounds so simple i'm like well you you are unique like it's literally impossible to have the same two human beings so if you just stay true to yourself and kind of show that you know, as best you can, then you're going to have your own sound. And that's, you know, that's kind of what the original music school, like, that's what we're all about. And that's what I love to see in the kids when they really kind of like hit their stride with that. It's really awesome. So when these kids come in, they have like no clue about songwriting and it's a complete, um, complete uh, blank canvas and the world is open to them. Yeah. And it's really funny because, you know, and the way you teach songwriting and even music theory you kind of like you tell somebody there's all these rules right this is how you do it and then once they get those rules down you're like i was just jo joking about the rules there are no rules <laughs> you Great. give them parameters right so when they come in you know they they listen to music and they understand the concept of, of putting songs together but they don't you know they might be daunted by that task and they might not really know how to approach it and then we have to what we do is we give them a formula and this is like, you know, you start out with this formula so you, you have a basis for which to start and to avoid writer's block. But once they get that formula down, which is like a 12-step songwriting process, they, they totally could just do whatever they want to do. And it's so awesome to see when they get that process down and then they just move on from it and they kind of find their way of like really writing like original music, which is, you know, that's and that's like with music theory, you've, you've, you learn what has been done, what you should and shouldn't do. And then they tell you, okay, now you can do whatever you want. And that's, you know, that's awesome when somebody kind of understands where music came from and they can decide where it's going. Awesome. So let's, uh, let's take a little taste here. We're going to circle back to that. But right now we're going to join Dr. Scientist, which is your band. And we're listening to something called Maybe.
Uh, so, Trev, tell us about your hair falling out on that track. Balding. Um, <laughs> no, so, uh, yeah, this this particular song um, is off our new EP, Old Dose, which the whole record is kind of like a, a cleaning out of my closet of, like, bad relationships and, you know, stuff of that nature that's just kind of, you know, lingering in the back of your mind. Okay, and um, just for the folks who don't know, this is Dr. Scientist, uh, Trev's band. Yeah, so right. this song was written a while ago and um it's basically like a, a tune about unrequited love and you know just speaking about frustrations when somebody's just kind of giving you the the vagueness and not really telling you this way or that way and um you know like we kind of put like a little latin groove in there and um you know it was like it was one of those songs that i kind of put away for a long time didn't know what to do with it and then when we were working on Old Ghosts, it just like it was a perfect match, and we kind of, you know, uh, updated it a little bit. And it's just, you know, a, a classic song about somebody just, you know, not just being upfront with you, and you're just, you know, you want to, you're, you're ripping your hair out about it, essentially. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about Doctor Scientist and what you guys do and what your band's all about. So um, with Doctor Scientist, after I graduated college, I um. I immediately enlisted my drummer, Scotty Trumpet. We have been playing together for years. and um, The drummer's name is Scotty Trumpet. Yeah, he actually also <laughs> plays trumpet. Go figure. Yeah. Um, it's crazy, right? So with the band, you know, um, we, we called up our ba- a bassist, Tom Chapman. He joined the fold. And the whole concept is, um, you know, we really try to, um, you know, involve a lot of musicianship. And we try to push the envelope a little bit while still really writing like pop songs that are catchy. And, you know, I like, I love, you know, catchy pop songs. You know, I think it could stem anywhere from the Beatles to like, you know, more modern stuff. Like I listened to a lot of, uh, you know, pop punk growing up and, you know, all that stuff is just, you know, all about like writing a catchy chorus and really having people singing along. And I also really appreciate like, you know, diving into some more musical stuff where, you know, it's a little more technical on the instrumentation. So we really try to bridge that and try to push the envelope a little bit and have it be, you know, very musical while still being very catchy. And, um, you know, that's why probably why I always take like 10 minute guitar solos. Cause <laughs> I love writing songs, but I also love, you know, my instrument guitar. So, and the other part of the formula is really just trying to entertain people and like keeping it you know light a lot of our songs tend to be on the more emotional side but when it comes to us performing and us kind of presenting ourselves we you know we want to make it very obvious that we're having a blast we love what we're doing and we want people to be involved we don't want people just watching we want people to feel like they're involved in what we're doing and you know it just needs to be a party you know so when did you first start, uh, when did you first have the inclination that you were going to like this life? Let's talk about songwriting. When did you hook up with the idea that, hey, man, this would be cool to write a song? When was that for you? Um, I believe it was, I think it was about uh, freshman year of college. No, I'm sorry, freshman year of high school. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I was going to say, you missed four years of your life. Where were you? Where was I? <laughs> You must have like been very quiet for those four years. Um, I, you know, it, it probably started even sooner than that. I, I always loved music so much, and I didn't realize how much I loved it until I started writing my own songs. But I remember when I was little, I 
always forced my friends to do karaoke with me. Yeah. <laughs> I had this karaoke machine, and I would force my neighbors to come over. I, I would hook up in like the backyard. I'd be like, come on, let's do karaoke. And everybody like hated me. They were like, oh, God. They pretend they wanted to do it, then they would just like run away when it was their turn. And like I think thinking about that is funny because I always just loved singing. I love, I love listening to music. Um, you know, we always made like goofy songs and skits with my friends when I was little that I recorded on cassette tapes. But I think, um, I think like either middle school, um, eighth grade or ninth grade, I remember buying, um, this eight track Tascam mixer. And I remember the first song I made was called like Safari. And it was like, (laughs) it was very like Zappa-esque or something. I don't even know. It was like noises and like some guys like we're going on a safari and there was like it was the weirdest most bizarre thing ever but i remember like it was so much fun for me to sit there and decide what instrument was going here what i'm going to do here even in that stupid little song like that excited me so much that i just kept doing it and like at first it started out as a novelty like you know silly songs but then as i started getting better at recording and at my instrument i started actually writing like real songs and i remember joining my buddy's band as a bassist, even though I never played bass in my life in his like jam band. And I think at that point when I was playing with them, I finally like realized what I wanted to do. I really wanted to write my own music and I wanted to play guitar. And so like not too long later, they like, they kicked me out because I kept writing. I think (laughs) what happened was I kept writing all the songs and I wasn't supposed to be the songwriter. (laughs) So they were like kind of getting annoyed with me that I was bringing them all these songs that I was playing a guitar when I was the bassist. Yeah, but they were playing them, right? Yeah, we were playing them. Wow, that was some situation. Yeah. It's funny because people were like, oh, I really liked that one song. And it was like the song I wrote. And I think like, I think I got the the vibe that, you know, they were kind of like, what is he doing? Like, he's not supposed to be like the main songwriter. He's not even writing songs that work with this band. Like, we're a jam band. It was just funny. So shortly after that, I started my own band called Second Place. <laughs> yes, I remember Second Place. Yeah, and um, me and my one friend, we just really, like, we kind of had the same, you know, interests in, like, kind of pop punk kind of stuff, alternative rock. And we'd sit in my basement with acoustic guitars and, you know, those are like the happiest days ever because, you know, we were like finally writing songs, like we were writing songs for like the first time that we really thought were like good songs. And we were so excited just to sit there with our acoustics and come up with, I would come up with like melodies and lyrics and like chords and he would come up with like a lead lick on the guitar. And it was just, that was like, just, just being involved in that process. I knew at, even then that like, this is what I want to do like for the rest of my life. Like, no matter what's going on, I always want to be making music because it's like literally the best thing that I've ever done. And we're going to talk about your guaranteed guitarist, that book. But right now, we're going to listen to more of Dr. Scientist with Belongings. Check this one out. I was surely sailor drunk and I needed some love. I wanted some love. I was a mess.
Alright, that song's a scream. <laughs> so tell us about that one, Trev. Um, give us a little bit about the song, you know, first of all, and then I want to talk about the production. So what was the thinking behind Belongings? So this song is about, this is like my New York City drunken love song. Alright. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but the scream at the end kind of said it all. Yeah, yeah. Ba- basically, um, with this song, it's another. You know, it's also on Old Ghosts, our new EP, and you know, it's another kind of unrequited love type song, but it's a little more like kind of quirky. You know, it's it was basically about this time I was in the city with this girl, and you know, we were like walking around the city, the bright lights. We were both, you know, had a few drinks, and you know, I you know, I thought I was like in love, <laughs> but really not even close but then next week things look different yeah Yeah. not even like it was just like (laughs) i don't know even what i was thinking like an hour later maybe yeah it's and it's it's (laughs) funny because it's like i have all these thoughts going through my head you know we could be this we could be that but really like there's really nothing going on and you know you just finally realize like you know you you see it for what it is and uh you know it's kind of just like you know falling in love with the idea of falling in love when it's not really actually happening and um you know that's basically what the song's about um you know and it it's it was meant to be kind of like quirky and fun and upbeat and you know a little bit aggressive in a way but also just kind of you know lamenting at the fact like you know i totally misread this <laughs> yeah. which we, we all do sometimes we all do many times yeah. and and it, that happens uh, in perpetuity I, i'm afraid so I want to talk a little bit more about the band. So we got Scotty Trumpet, and uh, give me the rest of the players in the band. So we got Scotty Trumpet on drums. Right. We got Tom Chapman on bass, and then we got Connor Larkin on, um, he plays guitar and keyboards. Okay, great, great. And uh, let's talk a little bit about production, too. Like, what's your style? What do you guys do for production? Who's producing you? You self-produce? Give us a story on that. Um, so basically, I produce all our stuff. Um, and you know, depending on what we're going for, we'll do things a little differently with our first record, you know, we, we made sure we got the drums done first and then we kind of built the tracks around that. Um, with, with old ghosts, we actually did it, uh, like pretty much live. We did all of it live, you know, minus like the vocals I did overdubs, um, after the fact, but for everything else is, is really like pr- like 100% live except maybe one or two little things but um we really wanted to we wanted it to be a little more rough around the edges and you know have a lot more energy and we wanted it to be like kind of quirky um because that's kind of how the songs were feeling and that's how we felt about it you know like it was like these five songs that were just kind of like you know outliers they were kind of you know, they weren't. They didn't have like the same vibe as anything else we've done. So we wanted to kind of release it like that, and we did it uh, live, and it was like it was just a lot of fun. You know, everyone played really well, and we got like a lot of awesome sounds. We've been, you know, we've been playing a lot of shows, so we were able to really like hone in on the sounds we wanted. And um, you know, having Connor is Connor, the other guitarist and keyboardist. Having him in the band has been awesome. He's a new addition. Um, you know, Old Ghost was his first time working with us in the studio. And he's just, he's a great player, really has great technique, like just great musicality. You know, it's its so funny because like the way I describe it is like, you know, we're all musically trained to a degree. Um, but like Connor really studied like, 
you know, jazz performance and stuff. So, like, I'll explain my ideas, and then Connor will explain it, like, in the correct musical fashion. <laughs> so, he, all right. He, he kind of, like, helps justify, like, you know, what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> so, he, he's coaching you at the same time. Yeah. You're coaching it's, it's, each other, I it's guess. It's awesome because, um, you know, and it's funny because sometimes, like, that could be a hindrance to him at first because, like, in Belongings, we have this really dirty chord in the chorus that, and a little stabby part. Right. And he's just like, oh, man. But then, like, after playing it a few times, he's like, oh, I love that chord. So then he went even farther and added a couple more intervals over it and made it even sound, like, dirtier with the keyboard. <laughs> so you've unleashed a monster. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's, you know, and that's another thing I really love to play with in my songs is I love to play with tension and I love to throw in things that shouldn't necessarily be in the key or aren't in the key. But if you present it in a way, it kind of just, you know, pulls you in a little more and it gives you that tension and release, which is something I really, really love in music. Hey, let's switch gears just for a second. I want to ask you about the book. You wrote this great book, Guaranteed Musician. Um, tell us about that. What was the, um, you know, the thought behind that and what's what's the idea of it? Is it, you know, specifically for curriculum? Did you do it as a challenge? What was the reason for, for writing the book in the first place? It's very funny because I, I think about when I was sitting in my theory class at CCM asleep. <laughs> CCM, your first college. Yeah, County College of Morris. I'm sitting right. in a theory course. It's like theory three and I'm like sleeping and then I, I think about today I wrote my own guitar book it's just it's just kind of a funny thing <laughs> yeah but um basically what had happened is you know we changed a lot of stuff in the music school and we were working with someone who basically he was like a business coach and he analyzed kind of how our how I how I taught my lessons and how all the teachers were teaching their lessons so I showed him how I would teach a lesson and he immediately was like whoa 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 way too much information and so I'm like, really? And he's like, yes, yes. So he had me break it down, you know, and I had to think about it. And we decided we wanted to write our own curriculum. So after having that experience, you know, I really decided, okay, I think he's right. I think I need to break this down in a very simple fashion that's very user-friendly because you have, sometimes you have teachers who they don't realize it, and I was guilty of this, is you give people so much information because you want to give them value and you want to really like present something to them that they can walk away with and be like, okay, I'm getting my money's worth. But that like after that exchange happens, sometimes you you give them too much information and it's basically misinformation, and they walk away confused. And the thing about people is sometimes they won't speak up and be like, I don't know what you're talking about, man. They'll just look at you and nod and go, yeah, I gotcha. And in their head, they're going, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> so with, with that in mind, you know, we wrote. Uh, the Guaranteed Musician series. I wrote the Guaranteed right. Guitarist book. Right. And the the design is it's one half hour class, but it's usually only one concept that's you know applied in the lesson with a teacher like over and over again. There's a lot of repetition, and each lesson there's only one little concept, you know. And after you get through each uh, like core concept, each important concept, you get a test. And then you walk away with a certificate. And that was another thing. You know, we all thought it was kind of cheesy at first. You know, oh, we got to give this person a gift certificate, uh, not a gift certificate, uh, a certificate for passing the test. Right. And then we take a picture of them with the teacher. We put it on our Facebook and everyone's smiling and everyone's clapping. And like, you think it's cheesy, but really like when you're, if you're going to do anything in life and you want to get better at it, you need some sort of validation. 
And if you don't have any validation, you're just sitting there like in this vagueness. Like, I don't know, like, am I good at this? Am I her- terrible at it? Like, I have no idea. So when you're, when you, when you start passing these tests and you start walking away with certificates and you can actually see that you're able to play these songs now on these chords, it's, you know, it's an amazing feeling that keeps you going. And then all of a sudden you want to go home and practice for an hour instead of 20 minutes or, you know, two hours instead of an hour. Sure. The validation is, is everything because then, you know, you've got, uh, you've got another level. It's like, all right, I'm already here. Now what's next? Yeah. And I mean, you know, there's so many ways to teach guitar lessons, you know, we don't we don't really have a lot of stuff in the book that's necessarily proprietary, but the way we dish it out and the way we structure our, our lessons are proprietary, and that's really where the success is because it's really designed to take the onus off of the teacher to be this like, oh, I did this and I did that and I was in this band and I was in that band. It's really, you have an accountability partner, somebody who's going to sit there with you and go through this process with you together. And, you know, obviously they're going to be more experienced than you and they, they can play the instrument so they understand this stuff cold, you know, when you're still, when you're just learning it. But it's not this thing where, you know, your teacher's looking down their nose at you because they've, they're this person from this band. It's really supposed to be an experience where you, you can learn very easily and quickly and it's supposed to be fun more importantly i think that i think the book is great i still want a copy when you guys start making uh your next order you're on the list the top of the list i should be on the top (laughs) of the list hey but while we're contemplating that let's listen to sometimes the bar eats you with dr scientist Face 
All right, so Trev, I just put a big red E on the top for Exquisite. <laughs> I just caught that in the song. I never heard that before. Really? Yeah, but we don't yeah. censor here. We never censor. We just do it a little explicit. And that'd probably slip in anyway. So tell me about that one. Sometimes the bar eats you. How does the bar eat you? Well, basically, um, this song's funny. Uh, lyrically, you know, it's kind of being, it's kind of really much about being consumed by your anger and, you know, being consumed by anger towards, you know, like an ex, you know, girlfriend or whatever. And um, it's, you know, it, it's a, it's a really, it's a funny song because I was really kind of toying with structure and, you know, different, you know, different sounds and different parts in a song because it, it kind of almost like it has like the it has like a lot of aggressiveness and then that kind of like subsides towards the end um but basically you know you have like all this anger and you you're so mad at this person and in in terms of the the explicit part <laughs> you know sometimes when you 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 know break up with someone or something you have anger and you also you know there's a, there's some sexuality involved you get frustrated in certain ways and you mean for the lack of yes exactly and you might you know you might hold anger towards that person even more in that regard <laughs> right right you cut off a starving man what's the matter with you exactly so you know and it, it's funny the song kind of goes through and then towards the end like you know there's like a moment of clarity where it's you know what this was not working for me you know anyway like i you know i need to realize that um you know you kind of realize that you have all this anger at this person when really you shouldn't, you know, like you should just, you know, realize it's it's time to move on. <laughs> it's right, time to right. leave. It's 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 last call. You need to get your ass out of there. <laughs> so so when you write like this, this helps you through this process. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, cathartic value with songwriting, people. It's very underrated. Yeah, I um I that's something that I definitely if you listen to any of my songs um you know, they're, they're often very personal and there's a lot of catharsis when I, you know, when I write these songs and, you know, that's, that's, that's my therapy, you know, like lyrically, that's my therapy. It helps me kind of get it out. And also, you know, I always grew up listening to music like that. And I remember listening to, you know, when somebody was pouring their heart out into a song, you know, I always, you know, I always felt it. And I really like, it, it made me feel and it's funny because like if it's a sad song and somebody's really sad, it doesn't necessarily make me sad too. I just feel it and it, it makes me feel very emotional and I can connect with it. And it's, you know, it's it's a undescribable f feeling in a lot of ways. Like I can't really I can't really describe it. <laughs> right. It it's a it's a great washing of the soul. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Hey, I want to ask you before we get um cuz this is going really fast. I want to talk to you about the gigging thing, the live scene. Now, um, you guys play out as doctor scientists, but you also have a two-tiered approach in which you take the entire music school, the original music school, out and have like this this wonderful concert series where you have all these different iterations of combined bands with all the students. They have their own bands. They play together. They mix and mingle, but it's all surrounds uh, the idea of, of writing original songs. So you, you, you very rarely, I don't think you ever hear a cover uh, band or a cover song when you guys play out. So tell me about that process and how you guys bring this um, out to the public. It's cool. Um, you know, we have a lot of songwriting students and the ones that play out for the, uh, pretty much every show are like our more advanced ones. 
And we have a we have like um, a handful of students that are in multiple bands because you know they're they're very hungry to play. And if you have an instrumentalist who's like primarily a guitarist, you know the, that guitarist will want to play in multiple bands. And then we still have our lead singers who you know front each band. And it's really awesome because you know they kind of mix and match and they work with each other and. You know, they'll be like, hey, I need you to play guitar for me at this gig. Can you do it? Yeah, sure. I already know your songs. Like, it's just, it's awesome because the kids are at the point where they, they can do that stuff and they can kind of play with each other and they can help each other out in the, in the studio and live. And, you know, the live shows are so much fun because, you know, like the school is really a family. And, uh, you know, the way the kids are that I'm really like, I'm so proud of to be a part of it is. You know, they get on stage, they look like they're just like hanging out with their buddies and having a good time, you know, but at the same time, they make, they make other bands look stupid because, you know, you have bands that get up and they're so serious and they're like, oh, you know, we get, we need to do this. And then we have our OMS kids who get up and they're just naturally like fun and goofy, but they're also just freaking monsters at, at writing songs and playing their instruments. And we just played a show at Just Jake's and Montclair and the... The sound girl was just, you know, talking to me and Anthony. She was going on and on about how impressed she was about the style of music they play. They play all different styles of music. She was complaining about how every band their age sounds like Green Day. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, you know, our kids aren't like that. They're very, you know, they're very enriched in music and they're, they're very adamant about doing their own thing, which is so awesome because, like, you know, it's easy to be a copycat, but it's really not easy to say, no, I'm going to do things differently, even though I have no reference for it. I have no one to look at to copy. I have to just do my own thing and hope that people will accept it. And that's like, they're, they're so good at doing that and just being comfortable in their own skin. And that's, that's like, that's my favorite part about the job is just seeing that happen and watching them play live is just such a blast. Yeah, they are, they are awesome. And, uh, three of them are going to be on my next record, which is called gratitude, the album. And, uh, they came in and Trevor actually produced, uh, three of them singing three fine young ladies, um, uh, are on back singing backgrounds. And, and it was just wonderful to work with those kids they are just amazing. Hey, uh, we're going to play another one from Dr. Scientist. How about we listen to what you want? Check this one out, Dr. Scientist. All eyes, I'll be 
What's the story on that one? That is another song about uh, you know unrequited love. This one has a bit of a this one has a much heavier heart about it. <laughs> what you want? It's um, you know, acceptance. Right. That you're obviously not going to get what you want. <laughs> okay. Right. And uh, you know this 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 song was fun to do. Um, you know, it's a very heartfelt song, and uh, it's in six eight. It's got a nice groove to it. You know, it's kind of it's one of those songs where you know we wrote it, and it was like kind of like. We weren't sure about it, you know? And this happens when you make a record. This is from our first record, Postgrad. Um, when you make a record, you, you, you don't always like know which songs are going to make the cut, you know? You have an idea of where this record's going. But for me, at least, I like to... I love the surprise of seeing how the record turns out at the end. Like, you have this idea of it, and then once you get to the p- part where you have all these songs and you decide what's going to make it, um, that part's always really exciting. Um, and What You Want was one of those tracks where it was like, you know, what do we do with this? Do we put this on the record? Is this, you know, do we, do we find this to be one of our strongest songs? And it's funny because we we decided to put it on the record and, you know, we're all kind of, we were all kind of like not sure about it. And then once we started playing it out, you know, the the fans are like, we love this song. This song's awesome. Like I get a lot of people who are like, I really love what you want. That's like my favorite song. And it's so funny how that works because you think, oh, is you know, this simple little song about my broken heart, like, is this something people are going to want to hear? And apparently it is. And, you know, I'm really proud of it. And I'm like, really, I'm really happy we put it on the record. It's always just good to follow your heart because you never know, right? Absolutely. Hey, so let's ask, uh, let's ask about as we're wrapping up here, what are you looking forward to with a brand new year unwinding with all these things you got going on? What's going to happen in 2016? Human sacrifice or what? Um, what thought, is it? We thought about a human sacrifice. Yeah, um, we might we might do like a, a goat or something. Turn back the hands of time, uh, baby. I love it. Get the get the bonfire going and the <laughs> spit going there. Just make sure you shed the hair. Um, you know, I'm not sure. You know, we might we might make a music video with English Bob or. We oh might, yeah, um, yeah. He's been hot lately. We're um right now we're uh, with Doctor Scientist. We are more than halfway done with writing the new record. We're going to hold off on releasing it for a while because we're going to be playing a lot of shows in 2016. Great. Um, really expanding our um, our audience because uh, we want this next record to be heard by a lot more people. So we're really going to push to get our, uh, you know, our name out there and we're going to really try to network with other bands and, you know, there's going to be more, a lot more content on our YouTube channel coming out this year. Um, be it something serious the song or something totally silly it will definitely be entertaining and fun um and then with uh the the music school we are going to um also be doing a show every month and in 2016 you know we're really excited about the shows are going to be like really awesome like events that we're going to start to incorporate um you know you know maybe some uh video stuff um you know, because we're going to start making more music videos and stuff for the kids, which is going to be a lot of fun. Great. Um, and, you know, we're, we're growing and we're just really working on, um, you know, adding to our family because uh, we have a really tight-knit group and it's really awesome. And I'm really excited to see, you know, what 2016 brings. And, you know, I'm always excited to see what new faces we acquire and get to mold. 
So let me ask you this: Give us our listeners here a little uh, goal, you know, a little uh, signpost here for the Original Music School and for Doctor Scientist. Where can we find you, support you, weigh in, buy your music, support the school? Give us that. Awesome. So you can uh, go to for the music school. You can go to originalmusicschool.com. Um, on our page, we have uh, we have some videos from our YouTube channel. You can link up with our YouTube channel from there. We have our SoundCloud on our website also, which has a lot of uh, recordings of the kids, a lot of original songs from the kids. Um, and uh, you, you know, if you if you want to inquire about taking lessons or just getting involved with the songwriting, uh, you can just you know drop us a line in there at the bottom of the website, and uh, someone will get back to you. Or even if you want to just um, you know come in and see us, we're at 26 Moore Street, Marstown, New Jersey. You can come check us out. We love having visitors and giving tours. That's always fun. And then with Dr. Scientist, you can go to Dr. Sci Music, D-R-S-C-I-Music.com. And we have a lot of content on there. We have our music. We have our YouTube channel on there. Um, you know, And also, I like to uh, post all our lyrics um, on our website um, because I don't know about you, but I, you know, I try to enunciate as best I can, but I get frustrated when I cannot understand <laughs> singers at all. <laughs> yes, yes, so very important. I make sure to always post lyrics because, you know, I don't want anyone to miss out on what's going on just because I sing things funny. <laughs> there you go. Great. Uh, Trevor, Kevin O'Connor, thank you for stopping by on the Dharmic Evolution. Everybody, listen, check out all of these uh, sites. The show notes will be in there as always, which uh, Leanne provides for every show. So all of the links will be in the show notes. Check that out. Support Dr. Scientist. Support the original music school, Morristown, New Jersey. And uh, thanks for tuning in today. Trevor Kevin O'Connor, thank you for stopping by. It was a pleasure to have you on Dharmic Evolution, my son. Thank you for having me. I had a blast. All right, Sonny. We'll see you on the other side. I never thought I would be taking guitar lessons from my son. But you know what? When in Rome, do like the Romans. Trevor Kevin O'Connor with Dr. Scientist. Maybe. Belongings. Sometimes the bar eats you. What you want. Please support the music of Dr. Scientist. And uh, check out the original Music School. You can find everything in the show notes, like I said. And if you uh, like what you hear on this show, don't be shy, man. Leave a review in iTunes. Tell us what you think. This coming Wednesday, February 17th, we go to the Land Down Under and visit with Crossroad Y, a fabulous adult contemporary band where you'll hear the high-quality shades of Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, these people are really awesome. Hey, swing over to dharmicevolution.com. Check out all the content on the site, including my coaching page. And if you're a podcaster new to the space or are thinking of becoming one, I know I can help you go down that road. So check that out. And also there are videos, photos, conversations, music downloads, and links to all of my past guests. So if you've been on this show, you're on that site. Don't forget the downloads are free. But the content, it's priceless. That's it for me today. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, and master storyteller. So until the next time when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. (laughs) 